Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll dedicate to Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. It's the fourth of nine blessings, known as the Beatitudes, that Jesus spoke to the crowds in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Sadly, we live in a day when many people not only don't have any desire for righteousness, but they openly hate it and even condemn it as evil. It's becoming harder and harder in this country to stand for righteousness. It seems in the nation's great wave toward tolerance of anything and everything, it requires absolute intolerance of anything and anyone who still differentiates between what is truly righteous and what is evil. So what's your attitude towards righteousness? Do you love it or do you hate it? Pastor Jim will unpack this beatitude for us all week, and here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Cultivate Your Appetite. He made no bones about it. To die is gain. Compared to what's going on now, this is very much better. If I could only be in his presence. And by the way, do you know where he was when he wrote that? He was in a prison cell in Rome where he had been for about two years. Oh, and before he got to that prison cell, what he'd gone through? Just read about it, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 29. I mean, in our scripture reading this morning, in Acts 23, we saw the plot to, to ambush him and kill him. Well, that was just one of them, and they didn't, even, they didn't even wing him in that one. But he'd been, oh, just, it's horrible. Beaten, left for dead. Um, um, whipped with, whipped with uh, scourge. When you reach the point of just wanting to escape, remember, God is in control. Don't forget that. He, he has you here in order for you to be blessed as you hunger and thirst for righteousness. He wants to do something through you. Praying for other people, serving other people, telling the gospel to other people, whatever it might be. Another one that Paul wrote, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the first two verses and then down to verse 6. He says, For we know that if the earthly tent which is our house is torn down, that's a metaphor for if my body dies, and they call that the earthly tent. We have a building from God. A house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed, in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. And then down to verse 6. Therefore, being always of good courage and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. He said it again, in this life... In this earthly house, we, we groan. God knows the groanings of His people as they experience severe misery 
even oppression. Uh, Stephen cited that as he was being stoned in Acts chapter 7, verse 34. He alluded to uh, Exodus chapter 3. Or how about this one also from the Apostle Paul, Romans 8, 23 through 25. And he says, and not only this, well, what does that refer to? Well, not only this is all creation groaning while it's waiting for the lifting of the curse. Not only this, but we, uh, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we that are saved that have the Holy Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we've been saved, but hope that is not seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. He was eager to be with the Lord. It's very much better. He would love to be there. But while we are walking by faith, while we are waiting for it, he says we wait for it with perseverance. The word that's translated perseverance there is a a cool Greek word composed of two parts. It literally means remaining under, as in bearing up under a, a burden. God promises to give us the ability to to persevere. Even when you're looking at this house in which you live, this tent, the body of this death, and you're saying, "Ah, I feel useless. God is going to enable you to persevere. And by the way, the word that's translated persevere or perseverance is translated endure and endurance, as in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. That's how, that was an apostle. You're in pretty good company if you'd rather just get out of here. But you're here by God's grace, by His mercy, with His Holy Spirit to provide you the endurance. Or, or how about the apostle John? His prayer couldn't have been much more clear. I've already alluded to it. It's the end of your Bible, Revelation twenty two twenty. He who testifies to these things, that's Jesus, says, yes, I am coming quickly. And John says, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Now, it's not John the Baptist. It's John the Apostle. But he obviously was a Baptist. He's shouting, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. I'm sure that for at least the last 50 years before that, John was praying that prayer that we've already seen. Pray then in this way, Matthew 6, 9, and 10. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Paul and John and all the others that went through this that we have in Scripture, they continued to minister comfort and encouragement when they really preferred that they could just be with the Lord. And they kept doing it right up until the end. And how did God bless them? Martyrdom. Now, I've done a lot of funerals and even in just the the, what, 17-year history of Heritage Bible Church, we've done a lot of but not one of them has been a martyr. We're not there yet. Let's hang in there. Now, how does that connect with hunger and thirst for righteousness? Well, he tells you to hunger for something. Remember the analogy of your favorite food? When you eat it, you find it satisfying, so you have the hunger to eat it again, right? It, 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 I titled this Cultivate Your 
appetite. And so one of the most universal needs, I think, among Christians in our generation is to cultivate the right appetite. And I want to suggest to you that you practice fasting and feasting. Fasting from bad things and feasting on good things. And so here's my little exhortation, invitation, if you want to call it that, to apply, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. I want to urge you to commit to a special diet, at least for a while. Take control of things that uh, cultivate hunger and thirst for righteousness and things which truly satisfy. Now, this diet that I'm going to recommend has nothing to do with what you put into your mouth. I don't, I don't care what you eat. You want to go on a Spam and Twinkies diet, that's fine. You, you may not experience righteousness, but uh, I want you to think about what you are training your soul to desire. So here is my three-part plan. Now look, I'm not going to enforce this on anybody. I do not have the ability to turn on the camera on your computer and watch what you're doing. I don't know how to hack your cell phone. I won't be checking your calls. I won't be checking your, your internet. You see, I have no power whatsoever, but I want to invite you to do something. It's a three-part plan. Do it if you want to. Don't do it if you don't think it would help you. But here's the 30-day special diet. Part number one, continue with the necessary things. Okay, I'm not asking anyone to become a monk. Okay, don't run away from life. You need to go to work. You need to go to school. Care for your family. Pay your bills. Eat, sleep, do chores. I promise in the next 30 days, something unexpected is going to come along. You're going to have to handle the, the exigencies of life. Um, we're not trying to pull you out of the world. There's a fantastic piece of advice that I once read. Actually, I read it more than once. It, it's from a famous golf instructor. He's trained some of the most well-known, uh, famous golfers in history. Uh, I believe he was a believer, and I think he's with the Lord. I know he's died. I think he's with the Lord now. Here's his first golf lesson. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I want to get better at golf. So I open this famous book. Lesson number one, how to play golf, how to learn to play golf. When I tell you to take an aspirin, don't take the whole bottle. Isn't that wise? You, you, you tell some people, here's a good thing to do, and they go full bore into that. Well, what are you saying? Look, I, I, I might tell you to change something. Don't, don't get weird about it. So... Continue with the necessary things. But there's a part two and a part three. I want to recommend, number two, that you go on a 30-day fast. doesn't have anything to do with food. I do recommend you eat healthy, but that's up to you. This is a fast. What does fast mean? Deny yourself. Don't do it. This is a fast from things which tend to cause you stress which tend to distract you from the best spiritual things and things which tend to exacerbate discouragement and depression. What do I want you to fast from? I recommend, again, recommend, 
I'm not going to enforce anybody. I'm not going to force anybody. I recommend staying away as in total fasting for 30 days from radio and television news, internet news sources, and political talk shows to start with. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.